Hello, everyone, and welcome into the GPS show along with Scott Pirak. I am Gabe Gottesman here, as always, ready for the most exciting show of the year. One of the most exciting shows. It is the eve of Super Bowl weekend, and we are here to give you our final predictions. We've been hyping it up for the past two weeks. Once we heard that the matchup was between the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we got excited because this is going to be one of the best Super Bowl matchups, at least on paper in a long time, to the best quarterbacks in the league going head to head. And today, Scott, we are going to break it all down. Um, listen, we're going to, I think we, we can get our predictions right out of the way to start off because we don't want to just keep on leading it up just to kind of be a little bit anticlimactic. Scott, your first line of this show, the winner of Super Bowl 55 is who? There is a new GOAT in the NFL. In other words, I, I'm going with the Chiefs. Um, this one, this one's been hard for me. It's both these teams are just, I think these teams match up perfectly. Obviously in the first matchup, it ended up only being a three-point game. And I think that when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think Tom Brady is more into it than he previously is during the season with the importance of this game. First time it was 27-24. Patrick Mahomes has only lost one playoff game in his whole career, and that was to Tom Brady, and I think he gets his revenge in this game. I just, in the first game, Tyree Kill had 200 yards in the first quarter. And I'm not quite sure who can really keep up with this offense. Yeah, that's a great point. Obviously, these teams have played before, so we know um, kind of what to expect going into it a little bit. I mean, obviously, the Super Bowl is a little different, but Tyreek Hill had a not just a career day, an all-time receiver day, maybe the best uh, receiving performance we've ever seen. 13 catches, 269 yards, and three touchdowns. So, um also, Rob Gronkowski on the other side had over 100 yards. So it was kind of the return of kind of the big names. Uh, hopefully, we see that in the Super Bowl as well. Scott, I have been going back and forth on this as well. Um, to start off, the um, right after the game, I thought, you know, I had just gotten fresh off of Tom Brady going into Lambeau uh, and beating the Packers. Uh, and I was like, wow, like he's on. This is it. This is Tom Brady riding into the sunset. He came over to Tampa Bay to prove something and he's just that good he can do it at will and then I was like wait no Gabe hold off it's Patrick Mahomes is the Chiefs they've lost one game and in 400 something days Um, but then I re aligned my own mind and said wait you're you're giving two you're not even looking deep enough into this because in my opinion um this this game when the first game when the Chiefs uh, were going to be were nine and one, the Buccaneers were seven and four. They were struggling. They still hadn't even found their identity. It was only a three point game, and Tom Brady threw three touchdown passes. I think that this time around, Scott, I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come back uh, and get their revenge this season on the Chiefs. I think um, first of all on the outside, the size of Mike Evans, um, along with Antonio Brown, who didn't play in the NFC Championship, he is playing extremely well. Uh, really, if three years ago, Antonio Brown was by, but was far and away the best receiver in the NFL statistically and probably in a lot of people's minds. Um, and 
it really looks like, in all honesty, he hasn't lost that much. Now his target share might be a little bit lower, but in my opinion, he's playing at a great level. Also, Chris Godwin, he uh, probably has a lot of confidence after that NFC Championship game. I think you're going to be too much of the Chiefs secondary, and Tom Brady's going to be able to pick apart the defense, and I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game, and uh, Tampa Bay will ultimately prevail. So this is exciting. Now, is the fact that you picked the Chiefs part of that? Uh, I want to be a little bit different, maybe. Maybe that's my mind saying I got it. The hard part for me is I think when at the end of this game, I think you can either, either I'm going to be looking at and saying, why did I bet against Tom Brady? Or it's going to be you saying, why did I get bet against Patrick Mahomes, who already has every accolade possible within, and he's not even 25 yet. So I, I definitely agree with you that this one's up in the air. I think it's represented by the three point spread. My main reason was that the Bucks are ranked 22nd in pass defense. They're seventh in rush defense, but that doesn't really matter against the Chiefs because they don't actually run the ball. Um, and I just think with what we saw last time and what everyone knows Mahomes is capable of, I just think that there's so much on the line for Mahomes because if, I think you would agree with me on this. If he can win this game, he sets himself up perfectly for becoming the greatest player of all time. I think he has the clearest path anyone ever has had in any sport. I agree. I mean, it would be the greatest start. I mean, who else? Maybe like a gymnast, like Simone Biles had like five gold medals when she was like 15. But other than that, I mean, Mahomes hasn't gone a season where he hasn't, if he wins the Super Bowl, hasn't either won a Super Bowl or won an MVP. So he um, has had a great start to his career. But in my opinion also, I think, the Buccaneers are going to be a little bit more comfortable to start out the game. First of all, um, even though the Chiefs were, were here just last year, I still think um, Tom Brady, he's been in 10 of these, and that can't go. And it's at, and it's at home. Yeah. And his actual home field yeah, advantage. Better sleep. In Tampa you, know, Bay. you sleep in your own bed. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about, uh, like, I don't know someone coming in the night having to fix something in your hotel room. You don't got to worry about that. Also, um, let's not just say, oh, Patrick Mahomes has been in one of these. He's not going to be nervous at all. He's, he's good. He's ready to go. That's, that's not true. I mean, he's only been in one Super Bowl, and, and I think that he's still going to realize the magnitude of this game. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's probably got his guys um, ready to go. Remember, um, and I, fe- I feel like, with, with the quarterback there, none of the other players really feel that nerve. I, I don't know this, but I feel like there's got – first of all, the defensive side, they've got a lot of confidence with Todd Bowles. They're very aggressive, so they shouldn't be worried. Um, but guys like Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, um, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, th- these guys have been in, in big games just in previous weeks, and also they, they feel so confident. It looks like you have God throwing the ball to you. You feel like, okay – like, if he's not nervous, like, I'm good to go. I think that's going to be a factor. But, Scott, I want to um, get into something that we do before every huge game, usually in the playoffs. We do a little um, bracket, a little chart of the four or five major um, topics, in our opinion, that decide a football game. And we say, okay, which team has the edge here? And whoever has the whichever team gets the more points, gets the most points, we say is going to win that game, but we can technically override it. But Scott, let's start with the major, the biggest factor in in determining the winner of a football game, in my opinion, the quarterback. Who do you 
ha- think has that edge. I mean, it's kind of up in the air a little bit. But I think that really whichever quarterback you think is going to do better in this game, I think you pick that team. In this case, I think Patrick Mahomes has the better game. So that's where I got my Chiefs pick from. But I'll start off with Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback. I mean, when we made our all-pro teams, we both chose Mahomes. Right. I mean, obviously, I think Tom Brady might have a better game. But going into it, I'm going to say, okay, who has a better quarterback? I think you got to take Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs. Uh, He is the best player in the league. And um, I still think that that Tom Brady will have a better game, actually. that's a prop bet that we might that we'll get into later. We've got some fun bets to do um, later in the show. But next up is the weapons on the team. Now, this is probably um, the most disputed one because you've got Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, um, maybe Sammy Watkins coming back, uh, Michael Hardman, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's a weapon out of the backfield. Versus, first of all, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. That that um, two-man running back core for Tampa Bay. And then you've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. You say his name last. He was one of the best receivers of all time. Um, so it's, it's hard to choose. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay, though, because um, I think they definitely have the edge in the run game. Um, so combining that with all the talent they have I, and how well they're playing right now, how well Tom Brady's clicking with each of those guys, I think that they um, they have the edge just barely um, over Kelsey and, and Hill, really. Um, for me, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. And the interesting thing is on when you look at the names, I do agree with you that the uh, Bucks have more enticing names. But the Bucks only had 1,519 rushing yards this year. Most of that was Ronald Jones. He almost got to that 1,000-yard mark. Probably would have if he didn't get hurt. Um, but they actually finished very, they were fourth to last in the NFL for rushing yards. The Chiefs finished with 1,779. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was one of those running backs that I think is kind of underrated. He had such high expectations coming into the year. Everyone thought he would be a top five running back. I think he's still a top half running back, but he's not the top five running back people expected. So, I'm going to go with the Chiefs on the run game, and I think that the Chiefs have the best one-two duo maybe we've ever seen with a receiver that can run 70 yards in eight seconds and then a tight end that can catch any ball near his facility. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs on that one. All right, next one up. Obviously, this is a general generalization, but the defense uh, – in general, I think you hand it to the Buccaneers in this one because um, as really the, the Chiefs defense is so everyone's, oh, they're so underrated. Oh, the Chiefs defense, they get nothing, no credit. That At this point, they're almost overrated because they're a decent defense, but uh, I think the Buccaneers are an elite defense in this league, starting with that linebacker core of Devin White and Levante David. And um, they've got a good secondary as well. Uh, second round pick Antoine Win- Winfield, who's been arguably a top 10 guy in this draft class, a stud. you got to give credit to Tampa Bay. Really, it all starts with giving credit to Tom Brady for realizing that Tampa Bay's got a good general manager and a good organization because he is surrounded with a lot of talent. And uh, in this draft, they got Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield. Um, 
and even Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver who has stepped up big um, on many occasions in the playoffs, getting that pass interference call was one of them. Uh, so I got to give it to Tampa Bay on the defensive side. This is an interesting one for me because the Bucks are the number one rush defense. They've allowed the lowest yards per carry. They've only given up 1,289 yards on the ground and only 10 touchdowns, which is also lowest in the league. But the interesting thing here is that we, as I said earlier, the Chiefs don't run the ball and where the Bucks are the weakest is in the pass. They're 21st in the pass. So I think I might, this one is up in the air for me. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Bucks because of that run defense. And I do think they have one of the best linebacker cores with Levante David um, kind of heading the way. But I think this one is really a toss-up. Also, Shaquille Barrett, uh, Vita Vea, Nadamakin Sue, Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, all those guys. My, my worry for them is they don't have – and neither do the Chiefs, really. Neither of these teams have that corner where you go – he is going to eliminate Mike Evans. He is going to eliminate Tyree Kill. There is no – I think maybe the best corner in this game is Sean Murphy Buntling. Ooh. But I don't, I don't know if he's really a, even a top 20 corner in the league. Well, I'm going to disagree with that because you're forgetting a guy that we talked about in the last show. Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis, who um, really – when you just look at his – he's second in the league and pass defended. He had four interceptions, which is fourth in the league. Uh, he was a second round pick. He's a, he's a good, like a very good player. And obviously the, these guys are respected in the league. Um, also Antoine Winfield back there helps a lot. So um, these are the number one and two pass offenses, in the offenses in the league. So um, I agree that neither of these, these defenses are going to be particularly happy or, or uh, satisfied this game, but um, I think the Buccaneers have a little bit more firepower to, to create that one play. You know, I think this could be a game where maybe each team punts only once or twice and it comes down to in the fourth quarter, who can get that sack on third down. And I think that goes to the Buccaneers. Okay. The final one, Scott is the coaching staff. And for me, while the Buccaneers have all these guys, uh, Byron left, uh, Byron left, which uh, Todd Bowles, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians, like those coordinators and that head coach are obviously good, but I, I think it, nothing comes close to the Chiefs. They had um, the number one head coaching candidate in reality, who's not even going to be a coach next year as their offensive coordinator. Um, they've got Andy Reid, who has, he, he is one of the greatest of all time. Luckily, he got a Super Bowl, so he'll be respected as such, and he might get a lot more, but um, I'm going to give it to the Chiefs here. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Chiefs. Andy Reid, the only head coach to go to three title games and then three more. He did it once with the Eagles in the NFC Championship and then now with the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Um, and as you said, I'm not even going to look at the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs because they had the number one offensive coordinator who really should have got that Texans job. I think we both can agree with that. Why would you hire the worst pass offenses receiver coach is an interesting <laughs> one but that's for a different show um also i'm gonna say um steve spagnola who is the um steven spagnola the defensive coordinator for the chiefs is a good is a good yeah coach. he's i mean so we're tyron, not gonna... tyron matthew was third in the league in interceptions with six he even scored one touchdown this year um so i think i'm gonna have to go with the chiefs on there 
So that makes way I can make Tom Brady a coach, then I would make it the Bucks. Yeah, that's true. So you have it three to one of the Chiefs, which definitely validates your pick. Mine is two to two because I gave both weapons and defense to the Buccaneers. Um, I think when you when you think about uh, just what factors could be the fifth factor, maybe that's the fact that it's at Tampa Bay oh, Stadium. Yeah. Um, they don't they don't have to travel. They maybe have more fans in the local Tampa Bay area, those, um, uh, the frontline workers, maybe they're Tampa Bay fans. So uh, that could help also um, Tom Brady being in his 10th Super Bowl. Um, also just, um, I think it's gonna be a very close game. So I think it just barely, um, I'm gonna edge it to the Buccaneers because I think their defense is definitely better. Um, and, and I'm not sure about the rest. I think you could argue that Tom Brady's gonna have a better game than Mahomes. And I, I could also argue that, um, the coaching staff isn't as important as the defense or the weapons. So um, that's why I've got the Buccaneers winning the Super Bowl, Scott. But this brings up um, another point, which is you have the Chiefs winning, but do you have them winning by enough points to cover the spread? Let's get into some of the major bets from Super Bowl 55. Starting with the line, the Chiefs are three-point favorites. Do you think they cover that spread? Um, I, I think so because, I mean, really the only way that the spread doesn't work when it's three is usually when it's like a last second field goal to win the game or a touchdown where a team's kind of just playing chase almost. We've seen that a lot of times where they just give up the touchdown because they know they have the game, um, in the bag. So I, I think the Chiefs can cover the spread. I don't think it will be by a lot. I think it'll be more around like a five, six point game, maybe. So I, I definitely think they can cover the spread. All right. Uh, obviously, if I have Tampa Bay winning, I have them covering the spread. Uh, the over-under for this game, the second highest of all time, the only one higher was uh, the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, which um, if you don't remember that one, then uh, you read up on that. But the over-under for this one is 65 points. Scott, that's a, that's a lot of points. That's 32 and a half for each team, which is kind of crazy, but I'm going to take the over here. I think that um, it's going to be kind of a shootout. I see a game that's like 38, maybe even pushing into the 40s, like 40, 42 to, to 38, something like that. Um, but I think this goes over the 65 points. 65. Okay. Well, last time they scored 51 points combined in their 27-24 matchup. Um the Chiefs' offense has obviously been on fire this year. I I feel like their offense is probably a little bit better, so I think I think I have to go with the over. Both teams have high points per game. Um, the only game that the you have the average score to beat the Chiefs this year, you need to have at least twenty eight points per game. The only team that did that was the Raiders when they scored forty. Um, so. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I'm going to go with the over. All right, next one up. The Buccaneers are 0.5 uh, point underdogs for the end of the first quarter. So who do you think will be winning after the end of the first quarter? This is interesting because um, it has it to really comes at nerves or just who's a better coach at scheming the first couple, first 10 to 15 plays. I, I of the think game. it also comes down to who gets the coin toss because really they get two possessions that quarter. The other team gets one based on how long the drives are because um, then obviously they switch a half to even it up. I think I'm going to have to have, I'm going to go with the bucks in the first quarter. I feel like 
Tom Brady's going to win that coin toss, and I think they're <laughs> carry a lead. The thing. NFL is scheming for Tom Brady to win, so that's why he's gonna get the coin toss. I mean, this is obviously. I mean, it's a fifty percent chance, so I take this my. Is, this is a prop bet. Like this isn't, this doesn't really have a huge factor. But I think if you look at, um, who's gonna have more nerves in the first quarter? The reason why I would say the Buccaneers is because I think if the Chiefs do pull out to a lead, I'm not sure um, that they would surrender that. I think the Buccaneers get off to a fast start, like they did against the Packers. Um, and then maybe the Chiefs start to come back a little bit. I don't think it get, it becomes a huge margin, maybe a seven-point lead for the Buccaneers, but um, I think it's going to be a close game all the way throughout, but the Buccaneers just continue to uh, uh, to answer every single one of the Chiefs' punches, and I think that they, they hold off in the end. But uh, in that first quarter, we both have the Buccaneers. Uh, at least if it's a tie game, then the Buccaneers technically get the, uh, get the money there, so it's good to pick them plus 0.5. Scott, next up. What will happen first, a Buccaneers score or a Buccaneers punt? That's a hard one. Well, if I just chose the Bucks taking, I took the Bucks on the last one. Um, geez, that's that's a hard one because it all. I mean, it all depends on where they start. Field goal. Does it have to be any score or is it only a touchdown? Just any score. It could be a safety. I guess that's true. Um. I'm going to go with a Bucks punt just because I feel like both teams are not – I feel like the teams are going to heat up, not come out of the gates on fire. I think there will be some nerves there because both teams have rookies. I mean, it's Mike Evans' first playoff game, Chris Godwin's. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some drops from him. Um, really, the only one on the offense that's been in the Super Bowl is Tom Brady. So I think there's going to be some – early first quarter nerves for both teams that's true i i think um i think a score actually because i just think that maybe if the chiefs get the first drive they punt but then the buccaneers come and answer with maybe a field goal um i i just think the but I, I would bet the buccaneers scoring plus uh plus 105 so you're uh, that's the under um you're getting more they're bang. both they're both really i mean both the last two are up in the air because they get the ball at the five yard line off a pick, then I think we both know what the answer is there. So it's all about field position. That right. Okay. Next one up. Will Patrick Mahomes throw an interception in this game? The, the yes, he will is plus 100. The no is minus 120. So if you were to pick uh, yes, he will, then that's the underdog. You're getting more money for that one. I'm going to say yes, because I think in the first half, he's going to have still a little bit of nerves. Uh, he threw two interceptions against the 49ers last year. I think um, he'll throw an interception early in this ballgame. In the first game they played, he went 37 of 49, 462 yards, and three touchdowns. Um, this year, he's only thrown six interceptions for starting quarterbacks. That's near the bottom of the league. Um, I'm, I'm going to say no. I feel like he's had his woes this year and i think that this i think he cleans it up this game i mean cleans it up he only had six uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say no interception for patrick Mahomes. all right next one up uh the first half points scored by kansas city is it over 15 points or under 15 points oh, over 15 i think it's i think there would be two touchdowns off the gate I think it's going to be over 15 as well. I think this could be, you know, uh, 
a, a 24 21 halftime score um and i think i think it will really heat up at the end of the fourth quarter we're gonna see a great end of the game maybe this is just my mind saying i really if hope this what happens patriots game then boy are we in trouble um I, I, yeah that's the thing is is like that was tom brady with his worst offense ever in the super bowl against jared goff like that that won't happen there, there's gonna be points in this game for sure agreed and okay the final prop bet I have for you is um, is about Tom Brady and his passing stats. Do you think he has over 39 and a half passing attempts? Tom Brady? Yes. Okay, that's that's an interesting one. Um, in the first game, I mean, he's had 610 attempts this year. So that's about 38 per game. So it's right around that mark. I'm going to I'm going to say yes just because I think this is going to be one of those games where both teams are trying to keep up with the other. I don't think there's going to be much running in this game unless the Bucks get up big, but I don't see that happening. So I'm going to go yes over 39. Here's what I'll say. First off, if the if the Buccaneers are behind, of course he's going to throw a lot of attempts. He had 41 attempts in the uh that first matchup when they were down 17-0 at a point. Uh but if they're ahead, I don't think the, the Buccaneers will let will let up. So um, unlike most games, the reason why his average is just under 39 and a half is because maybe he... Um, I mean, he finished second in the league in a 10, so... Right, like he's got a lot of attempts. Like Ryan. And some of those games against the Panthers and the Falcons, he wasn't ha- throwing as much in the fourth quarter. I think this game, uh, even if they get out to a 10 or 20-point lead, which I don't think will necessarily happen, um, he's, they're going to keep on throwing the ball because they know, um, just like the Packers... Uh, two weeks ago uh, I think that the Chiefs can come back at any second and and the Buccaneers know that so they won't let up and they'll continue to throw the ball next one the last one is Tom Brady's passing yards 301 and a half so do you think Tom Brady goes over 300 or under 300 oh geez that's a hard one um he's been good this year on that he's I mean we've seen multiple 300 plus yard this is really the three second in the league in passing yeah, um, I mean, he's really up there in every category. He's third in touchdown. Um, he's high up there in attempts, completion percentage, passing yards. He finished second, I believe, around there. Um, sorry, third behind Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to say yes. I feel like he's been, he's been reliable on that all year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. I'm going to say yes as well. I think this is going to be a shootout. Like I've mentioned, that's kind of the theme of this show. Um, but I think that the um, that this goes over um, 301 yards. Against the Eagles, he had over 500 yards. Against the Seahawks, he had over 300 yards. I think that it happens again. Um, he's going to have a lot of passing attempts. There's going to be a lot of firepower this game. Um, it's going to be Hopefully. very exciting. Scott, before... Um, we close out the show and send it off as our last show before the Super Bowl, the last show uh, leading up to an NFL game this year, uh, I guess this school year. What do you think um, the final score of Super Bowl 55 is? We know who you think is winning. You know that you think they cover the spread, but what do you think the official scores of this game? I'm, I'm going to go with a score that the Chiefs have had this year. I'm going to go 40-32. I feel like it gets that high. I can see both teams in that area. I'm not quite sure how they're going to get there, 
but I do think that can happen. That was the score of the Raiders-Chiefs game. Um, so I'm going to go Chiefs 40, Bucks 32. All right. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers winning. I think it's going to be uh, a score of 38 to 34, uh, the uh, Buccaneers win. Is that enough to cover the spread? That's yeah. got to be enough. Yeah, okay. Okay. So um, I think that the, the – uh, or I meant the over-under. The Buccaneers win 38-34, uh, and there you have it. Scott and I disagree. There's going to be a huge battle on Sunday. We'll, um, we'll see. The better man must win. It's going to be a great game. Obviously, there's going to have a lot of legacy implications between – Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. I'm not sure if they're thinking about that right now. Maybe they don't want to admit it, but they know um, and everyone knows how exciting Super Bowl 55 is going to be. So with that, we're going to wrap up the show here. Thank you everyone so much for listening. You can listen to uh, all of our shows on Spotify or live uh, on 88.9 The Bridge Tuesdays and Fridays from 5 to 6 p.m. To add on real quick, we are still doing our show. This isn't the end. After this week, we're going to well, I meant this is the last. I said this is yeah. the last we're show. Gonna, we're gonna reflect on the season, preparing for an NFL game. How, how I, I meant, I meant we're, we're recording a show. This is our last show that we're preparing for an NFL game to happen of the year. Uh, so moving to NBA content. Yeah, we we do like the NBA. Obviously, the NFL offseason is going to give us a lot to talk about. Uh, so with that, for the second time, thank you everyone so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.